0: We are so preoccupied with kindness with our children like how do we raise kind children how do we make sure they are resilient how do we make sure they succeed but internally as moms we carry so much harshness inside towards ourselves and then we are trying to kind of you know we wiggle out through that and then show our kids how to be kind but then we are you know creating this internal struggle
1: This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free parenting toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops, as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents. Michelle Abraham, your host here today. And have I got a great guest for you. I have Clara Sedlachik with us today, and we're going to be talking about all sorts of things like triggers and all sorts of things like how to release your trauma from the past so it doesn't interfere with your future and all sorts of things that us as parents can totally get triggered on. Let me say hi to Clara first, and then we'll uh, share a little bit more about her with you. How are you doing, Clara? Hi, Michelle. So happy to be here. So great to have you with us. I'm glad that you're joining us today. And Blissful Parents, Clara, is an emotional wellness coach and a keynote speaker. She helps stressed out moms of school-age kids transform tension into connection. Uh, Clara is tra- uh, trauma-informed certified EFT, uh, which is tapping uh, practitioner. And her approach is rooted in nurturing the now and releasing the past. So this is an exciting topic because... Oh my gosh, there's a lot going on in the world right now. And I'm sure parents are being triggered left, right, and center. (laughs) How do we stop our parents from just losing their shit? (laughs) How do we help our parents right now that are maybe struggling? um, And how can we help not navigate, um, not, not our past trauma interfering with our parenting?
0: Oh, that's it's a great a lot question, of Michelle. Those are a lot yeah, of no, for you. <laughs> let me answer them in a nutshell, very quickly. Now, <laughs> I think uh, a first step is to kind of, you know, you're in the middle of it; things are happening. A thing is to kind of anchor yourself, have uh, a word, uh, a thought, a memory, a talisman, something that brings you to the why—why why you are a parent. Some of us. You know, for me, it took a long time and it was a crazy journey. So for all my IVF treatments, I created an anchor when I was floating in a float tank. You know, for me, it was like this string of yellow energy that's coming towards me, like this light. So I created a little bracelet and a yellow T-shirt and I worn it. I worn it for all my treatments and also for the embryo transfer. It was just with me. So right now when things are happening... I just kind of think about that energy. The why helps me to take the notch down a bit from like the hustle and bustle, the craziness, the meals and triggers and she needs something and my husband needs something and I need something. And it's just like this mess. So that the first step is the anchor. Like what's your why? And for many people, it's something completely different. But I think it's a great journaling question, like why I'm doing this and when I was the most connected to my child and how I felt. So for me, it's when she was born and I was just, you know, she was on me and I was looking at her and just seeing that vulnerability, that, that being, just that hormonal flux of everything. So the anchor is... That feeling, and also, what if she was not here? So I have these like mixture of of questions that I shoot myself, inject myself with, to kind of escape quickly that overwhelmed world, and to step down to a little bit more of a to back to the thing, you know, to the calmer state. When you are up, up, you know, you could be like, oh my God, this is horrible and everything is bad mm-hmm. and everything is just, everything's falling. But when you step down a bit, mm-hmm. you can see more clearly.
1: Yeah. I feel that in your voice, even as you're speaking right now, like you've got that calming clarity in your voice. And if you don't mind, I'll share a story that happened this morning in this kind of exempl- exemplifies what you're sharing <laughs> because I have a 10 a year old son and. He was just got up on the wrong side of the bed this morning and er, it was one thing that went wrong and then it was a different thing that he was mad at and then it was a different thing he was mad at. He couldn't find his little uh, f- a skateboard finger toys and then he couldn't find the elf on the shelf and then he couldn't find and then he couldn't find and then he didn't want what we had for lunch and then it, it was just like one thing after another and I said come here right now. And I just gave him a hug and I held him and he just like melted into me. And it reminded me back to that, like as a baby. And then like, he was just like wound up and like, didn't even know what he was mad at. Cause he was just mad at everything. <laughs> and the minute that we had that connection, it's like that all dissipated. And it just reminded me like, that's the Why? you know, to have that, that moment with them, like when everything's crazy and the hustle bustle of regular life, if you just take that moment there, that was a
0: good reminder this morning. Well, that's, you know, and you just stepped in and you prevented probably a very near, nearby meltdown that you stepped in and you kind of changed the energy.
1: Yeah. Just poured love into him and like held him for a minute. And like, he literally melted into into my body and he just I it changed his disposition and I think he can then recoup from what would have been
0: a disastrous day (laughs) (laughs) because it was already
1: four things he was mad at in the first half an hour he was
0: awake (laughs) (laughs) so I have a I have a toddler and walking to daycare we have this thing that we look for beautiful I, I always say like we leave the house and it's super you know normal, super stressful. I'm just like <gasps> barely breathing and we get out and I'm just like, okay, I take a deep breath and I ask her, what's the beautiful thing? You know, I'm curious what are we going to see today? And then we look for beautiful things. And mm-hmm. for the next five minutes, she's looking out and she's pointing out hummingbirds and leaves and funky things that are funny to her. And I'm like, oh my God, that is truly funny. And we just, like, start the day with a different energy than if I just carried my stress from that morning. Mm. So I think, like, take those micro-breaks. Step away, even for 30 seconds, 10 seconds, just mentally. You don't need to go anywhere. Just give yourself that space. You don't have to solve it everything now. Just gently and kindly to yourself and to your child. Like, we are so preoccupied with kindness with our children like how do we mm-hmm. raise kind children how do we make sure they are resilient how do we make sure they succeed but internally as moms we carry so much harshness inside towards ourselves and then we are trying to kind of you know we wiggle out through that and then show our kids how to be kind but then we are you know creating this internal struggle so mm-hmm. i think the step 2 is give yourself the toddler treatment when things are just too much, mm-hmm. you know, step down and just melt into yourself. Like I had, I was picking Kaya in the daycare and I stepped in and I hear a teacher saying, hi, sweet girl, how are you doing there? And I turned and I'm like, oh, I'm doing so well. Thank you. And you know, I've, my heart was just like so warm and she's like, then I looked and she was talking to another kid in the washroom. <laughs> and then she noticed and she's like, Oh, you know what? You're a sweet girl too. <laughs> and we had a little chuckle about it. But if you can like do that to yourself, mm-hmm. find a way to to that treatment in the now every day. Like take those micro breaks and be like kind to yourself and nurture yourself. And when we think about, we are usually in the Fix mode, like, okay, I need to meditate more. I need to do more yoga. I need to do breathing. I need to do that. But I find if you focus daily on those micro breaks for yourself with nurturing activities that are fun and joy in your heart for you, there's no strings attached. There's no shoulds. So for me, it's a little bit of art, a little bit of uh, poetry reading, Mm a little bit of uh, drawing, like, you know, things that are just pure joy Mm -hmm. there's no have to or I Mm -hmm. should be I have to fix it fix myself yeah so so that I think that anybody can do those things and -hmm. then the last thing is to you know before you start dealing with the real triggers is to soften so I tell myself to soften and it's on so many levels is to soften my physical body which you know you can if you meditate or do yoga you 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 know to relax your jaw your shoulders pay attention to your you know like a quick body scan Mm -hmm. where the tension sits but then you can also release your like emotional spiritual body Mm -hmm. and also your expectations and that's where I find the biggest clash with moms are the expectations of their child and of themselves Yeah. And and both of these, I feel should just go way down and just, you know, be in the now and let your child show you what's happening Mm -hmm. and where you need to go, but pay less attention to what your mind's like shooting to you, I would say.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, you know, over the course of the last few generations, um, you know, we've been conditioned to think that, Um, you know, we need to keep our kids quiet, and they need to behave well, and they need to be polite and sit good and eat nicely. And we're always shitting that on them. But it's like, kids are meant to be messy, crazy, loud, obnoxious. (laughs) That's just who they are. And so it's so hard. when We're always trying to keep them in this like, container of like good behavior we should just let them be their uh radical craziness and then that would less that would lessen our expectations on ourselves to have to control that so much pressure
0: yeah you're right and most of us you know we form when we are toddlers and until like age six you're in this like almost hypnagogic state when you just download Mm-hmm. And you don't you cannot you don't have enough reasoning to to you know what, what people tell you to be like, oh that doesn't sound right. So you just kind of soak that in, you accept that as a fact, and then you grow up and you're like, What? And that's when I find that children <laughs> are like your best guide to show you what works and what you should just discard. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding with my toddler that, oh boy, there's a lot of discarding happening right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was funny and my daughter like totally rebelled against like Disney princesses when she was just like not having it didn't want anything to do with them. And it's interesting because if you really like look at some of those princesses, like Little Mermaid, Ariel, like gave up her voice for a man that she'd never spoken to only seen. Like you know, disregarded her family, gave up everything. She like it was like it's interesting. There was like, yeah, wait a second. Why are we telling our kids those like those stories? Like, that's horrible. Like I'm so happy she's disregarding the princess things. And it's interesting. I didn't really I didn't really pick up on that until it was really like obvious. Like oh yeah, like what? Wait a second. What is this story telling? Or, having our kids learn. <laughs> Interesting. We don't question things until you know. I, I was like, yeah, I don't wonder. I don't know why she doesn't like Disney princesses, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, even the stories that you know—that's a great point because you tell the Three Little Piggies or the Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, and those the Words with strangers, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the stories <laughs> are from centuries ago when the world was pretty terrifying and traumatic place for adults. Yeah, and horrifying for kids. Yeah, and now I'm telling my child that the mom doesn't like the kids, so the father takes them and abandons them in the woods, and they find the gingerbread house, and (laughs) and I'm like, I'm not telling that story. Yeah, this is a little bit of a traumatic story. (laughs) so I'm I kind of skip through things, and you know, (laughs) yeah, I don't tell them, and I'm not gonna read the Hans Christian Andersen Mm. stories. Mm-hmm. until she's like she can she's 16 or something I am still traumatized just list you know remember remembering those stories when I was little right <laughs> really <laughs> harsh like the real you know the real mermaid dies there's mm-hmm. no there's no happy end there right so,
1: yeah, so many things from our childhood that were traumatic now that we're realizing it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> conditioning that conditioning from uh mainstream media that I can't imagine I can't imagine what we have to face going forward with all the technology and things mm-hmm. in kids. So now with technology being uh a big thing in houses too, I would imagine um this um grounding practice and like really um getting back to your um calming yourself down and everything that's also really important i would imagine for the kids after being on technology to help re-regulate themselves and recalibrate their nervous system after having so much you know screen time or uh the the shows that they're seeing are just like you know fast flashing like i think that affects their i know i noticed and the reason i'm saying this i noticed like when my kids have been on screens and they get off they're like this like wired like animal and if we take a minute and kind of like uh kind of calm them down a little uh that um that helps a little bit
0: yeah i think um even and it's funny i was just thinking about uh uh, writing about the acute case of iphoneitis or smartphoneitis when Mm -hmm. what we moms have like the self-soothing in the times of stress when you're just constantly checking something on the phone yeah And then we ask our kids, you know, not to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're modeling that we're doing it. Yeah. yeah.
0: But um, with the grounding, what's really important for the kids to see that you have, you struggle with emotions and then you take steps to ground yourself Mm -hmm. and you can, you can, I usually talk through what I'm doing so she can look and watch Mm -hmm. me. And now she comes, she's like, do you need to breathe or do you need some time? <laughs> and she's kind of like getting into what I'm doing. Yeah. And just yesterday I had a, I had a floor tantrum myself. Mm-hmm. I just kind of couldn't cope. So I lay down and I just kind of surrendered and she comes, she's like, did you hurt your arm? Do you need-? <laughs> I'm like, oh, and I did not want to talk about what I'm feeling, but The thing is, what we've learned, and I think most of us did when we were kids, is not to talk about your emotions. Yeah. That most of our parents didn't know how to deal with theirs. And then when you were feeling something, you just had to confirm to being that nice, calm, perfect. Yeah, you're okay.
1: You can stop crying. You're okay. (laughs) So
0: I've never learned how to actually Mm -hmm. say that I'm feeling something. Mm -hmm. And I, before I learned the tapping, I would I would silent treat my husband because things would come up for me Mm -hmm. even before we had children and I did not know what to do with myself. Like I felt Mm -hmm. so conflicted, so afraid to say something because usually when I misbehaved or showed emotions, there was some type of physical or emotional reprimand. Mm -hmm. So even coming in touch with that feeling and now learning, relearning that it's okay to have them. That's why I feel the tapping is such a nurturing Mm -hmm. emotional regulation tool because the first sentence and you can say it yourself the children can say that is even though I have this feeling Mm -hmm. and I feel it in my body in my stomach it's Mm -hmm. this raging red color you you know you can go wild describing things but you finish up you say I accept that feeling Mm -hmm. or I accept myself Mm -hmm. and that I think is missing in the missing link in our approach to ourselves, to the world, and to the village is that self acceptance part. Mm, absolutely. As soon, you know, when we talked about like taking the notches down, like yes. stepping down from that, as soon as I say that, I'm just like, whoa, okay, my energy again. And then you can deal with a lot more if you mm. can just quickly, you know, run down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And like one day I took her. It was just a intensive, very intense evening and we, we got out and I'm just like, oh my God. And then I said, even though I feel like launching her to the moon right now, <laughs> I accept how I feel. And all of a sudden, instead of that stress, I started laughing wow. and it was all gone. That's awesome. <laughs> so I find that's like the final in the moment. And then... Mm-hmm. You can start looking under because I feel like the triggers and the anger that comes up. Yeah. If we fight it, then we struggle. But if we embrace it and learn from it and see where it takes you, you can actually nurture that little one, nurture your inner child and get some healing done.
1: Mm, That's great. I think we're in a weird like situation right now with our our parents didn't know how to teach us how to do that. So we didn't really learn. And now we're supposed to help our kids with their emotional regulation. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's just cool, but we probably have to learn it better ourselves first before we yeah. can teach it. So is that when you started looking at tapping as a solution for emotional regulation, emotional wellness? And that's kind of like the one tool that you found that was super helpful.
0: Yeah, I found that through my therapist who. Who I walked into the office and I said the first opener was I had a happy childhood. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say anything. He just looked at me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, at, and he didn't say anything the whole session. And at the end, I, you know, I cried. I I bought like a year-long supply of Kleenex. <laughs> and after a couple of sessions, he he recommended the tapping. And that's mm-hmm. when I started to feel not just uh, awareness mm. like raising awareness about where I was coming from and what was happening but actual release mm. so I wasn't really looking for like emotional regulation you know per se right but I was looking for a tool that would help me to deal with this overwhelm of emotions and barrage of PTSD style syndromes and right. just triggers that were kind of re- showing up again in my late 20s mm.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. And so now you help moms, uh, with uh, with their emotional wellness. Like, do you have programs or how in coaching? I yes, you yes, do, I yeah? have
0: a coaching program that's six weeks, and it's like a six weeks into wellness, and that deals with the triggers mm-hmm. and with what's under, you know, the underlying cause of triggers, and with nurturing the inner child, and with making space for yourself to to start nurturing yourself in the now and allow yourself to do that. So it's a, it's a pretty neat, it's a pretty neat program.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's so much so needed out there. Someone that can support the parents that need the support Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they're supporting everyone
0: else. (laughs) Right. Like we are so used as like long time ago, I was a goalkeeper. And as a goalie, you knew exactly what is your role, which Mm -hmm. ball you are supposed to get. And which ball you're supposed to tell someone else to get, but as moms, you just like getting all the balls.
1: Yeah, and like the goalie trying to defend all. Yeah, the, all the
0: balls pretty, coming at you. <laughs> pretty much. So, I think as moms, we also have a role to show our kids how healthy it is to, to you know, divide and ask for help yeah. and use the village in a very resourceful way yeah and even if the village is just your family you know the kids are old enough to help so like do not be a martyr Mm -hmm. just learn like a your best way to help your well-being and your kids especially daughters is to show them you have needs Mm -hmm. show them how you take care of your needs Mm -hmm. and show them how that it's okay to ask for help i think yeah. That's the most important thing with daughters is to mm. ask for help and say assertive no.
1: Right. Yeah. And I mean, it was interesting. I got to a point where I was like, well, if I actually leave for an hour to go to the gym, that's modeling that I'm taking care of myself. And then I'm going to feel so much better. It's not that they can't handle that hour without me. <laughs> so, you know, it got to the point where I was like, wait, wait a second. This is actually going to be a good thing for them to see and experience. Right. <laughs> funny oh my gosh so this has been so great to have you on blissful parenting here anything last words you want to share with the audience today i would just say
0: let's bring more kind into our lives starting with ourselves and with our hearts
1: that's awesome more kindness to ourselves i think is a great place to start thank you so much for, Sarah, sure. for being here with us today blissful parents make sure you go out there and take some time for yourself this week. Just like Clara suggests, it's great for your kids to see it. And it's awesome for you. And uh, Claire, where can we reach out? More information about you. Where can we find you?
0: I have a website, gladassinlogic.com.
1: Okay, perfect. We'll put it into the chat. We'll put it into the show notes for you guys today. And uh, we'll go out there and have a fabulous week. Take care. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior or just improve your parenting skills, our free parenting toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox that address again www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox register today and we'll see you on the inside